there's a lot of people that don't even realize they're operating on belief systems that don't serve them. So how do you go about breaking it? Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad to be here today to talk about how to empower yourself to really be the best that you can be. And I have with me today, Jacqueline Purvis from the Be Do Have movement. And so welcome. I feel like there is a lot to talk about with you today because this method, this be, do, have method that you're, that you talk about is, it seems simple, but it looks like it unpacks to something very large. Can we just talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. It's so think about what we're taught in school, basically the smart setting when you're looking at goals and when you're building out what you want. And the be do have method is basically the opposite of what we're taught in school. And it's simplified in reality, but it is definitely the opposite. Typically and traditionally we're taught, you know, pick what you want, then build an action plan. And then all of a sudden you'll become successful along the way. And what we've really come to realize for ourselves first off, and then what we've built out with all of our clients and in our programs is it's truly the opposite. You want to figure out, yes, where do I want to go? What does my dream look like? And once you have clarity on that, it's really, okay, who do I need to start being today? Like, what kind of skills do I need to start encompassing today? How am I showing up in conversations? How am I responding to other people? And really embodying those characteristics first, and then taking aligned action and building aligned habits to get the goals in the long run. So we've kind of flipped it over and it's, it's empowering because you can start now. You don't have to wait till you hit this big milestone to start becoming a different person. I'm really glad that you're talking about this in this way because that way that you're talking about who do I need to be is a really important foundational change in the work that I do with people on, on working on tapping into their joy is you can't start with like, okay, I got to be happy, right? Or in your case, you probably, I think you work with productivity quite a bit, right? So, okay, I got to be successful. It's like, wait a minute, let's take a step back. Who, who is that person? What do they look like in your skin? What do they feel like? How do we tap into those emotions? So I'd love to hear more about um, that process with people and, and maybe a little bit more about what is, what are people's dreams that they're having come true? Funny enough, I think a lot of people come to us because we help salespeople and business owners. So a ton of people are coming to us for those external growth goals. You know, I want this amount of income. Maybe I want to grow my team by this. But a lot of the time it is that income number because it's, you know, it's something we're taught and it's very measurable. And what we have found is almost every single time, as much as it's that business and you are getting that support with that, it's a hundred percent mindset and it's developing the confidence and the leadership and who you are and how you're serving with your clients. So it's definitely that external piece that people come for, but it really is embodying every area because you can't become successful in your business if you're not also successful in your leadership. That's a huge component as well as that mindset piece. And that's something really Jamie and I both started and it's, you know, the name of your podcast, even we both were in completely different industries and we're completely missing that joy. So we went through this be do have method on our, on ourselves, basically figuring out not, not at the beginning, we didn't know it was going to be us partnering and, and founding this business, but 
it was really stepping into like, yeah, what brings you joy? Like, who do you, you want to be? What does that life look like? And that business look like for you? I love that you're talking about this in an incremental way, right? Because what you're talking about is vibrational matching, right? What you're mm -hmm. talking about is finding your way a little bit at a time to the next better thing and the next better thing, and the next better thing. And that's how we get to having a spark, having joy in our lives. And um, it's so obvious when you look back on it, right? And a lot of times people look at it and they're like, I, I'm going to just draw the picture of what I want it to look like. And I would like to make as small a period of time on that as possible. So they'll take a 10 years from now picture, make it six months from now, and then want to do no work to get there and be like, I don't know why it's not happening. No, no internal work, no mindset and, and emotional work to get there. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable. Like it, it kind of sucks at the beginning. It's the, um, it's hard. At, like I went through a lot of anxiety figuring that part out at the beginning. And I think that's such an important piece to talk about because it's not just magic. Like you wake up the next day and you're becoming this new person. It's a work in progress. And you're, like you said, little tiny steps every single day, just being as consistent as possible with building that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's great that you bring in this anxiety piece because I feel like um, people fall into a feeling like anxiety, mm -hmm. worry, stress, and then they don't really have the tools to get themselves out of it in a physical way. So then they have to rely on a mindset that's not serving them to be able to get themselves out of, right? They just went back into a bad neighborhood and like they can't figure out how to get back into the sunshine. And that piece of it is where people can get really lost sometimes. So it's great that you're talking about it because I think that back and forth, the way you refer to it is sort of like, I, I had it and then I reached for, for something that felt good again. And then I had something that felt bad and then I reached for something that felt good again. And what you said there is so key, I think, because it's, it's never like, I'm, I'm someone that's diagnosed with anxiety. So it's never something a hundred percent out of my life, but through this Be Do Have method in particular and increasing self-awareness, now I learn how to turn it off faster, I would say. Like, because I probably experience it a little bit more than someone that doesn't. Or, however, it's, yeah, now I know I'm like, okay, this is here. This is what I can do to get out of this. And this is how I can move forward. And it's just kind of naming it. Yeah, yeah. There are several uh, people in the space of research with meditation and, you know, mindset and heart work, uh, emotional mm -hmm. work and mind work who talk a lot about the refractory period, right? That that's all we're really trying to do. We're not trying to not have a life because we're humans and we're here on this planet and things are going to happen and we're here to feel them, but we are not here to get lost in those feelings. And so that, that time period to be able to get from, okay, I'm knocked to my knees. And th this was a big part of the story I was telling you before we started recording, <clears throat> when my when my husband got sick, when my husband passed away, when my uh, when my house sold, when I didn't know what to do next, right? There was parts of that where I was knocked to my knees. But the question is, how are you going to get up? When are you going to get up? When are you going to be willing to get to that place where you feel better? And how often are you willing to do that during really hard times? You know, when you're finding yourself, like you talked about. Uh, you know, you just got to keep doing it over and over again until you're not in that neighborhood anymore. 
That's such a good perspective. And two questions that we always consider for that is, are you able and are you willing? And everyone's able to make change, but it is, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to put in the work to get a little bit uncomfortable in that journey and stay consistent with it? Yeah. And are you willing to the point where you will willingly challenge your belief systems that you've built over your 20 or 30 or 60 or 100 years that you've been living here? Tricky stuff. And that's the deep part, I think, because there's a lot of people that don't even realize they're operating on belief systems that don't serve them. So how do you go about breaking it when there isn't that awareness in the first place? So it's definitely all encompassing. Like what's, what's showing up, what's holding me back. And then how do I break through that into this new level? So this is deep work you're talking about doing, but within a structure that is, that seems quite simple. And so I wonder if you could talk about the juxtaposition of the simplicity and how deeply it can go. So it really is that, and that first component is clarity and belief. And that's why it takes more than just downloading a template as well to figure it out. That is why we do programs and memberships to help. Because sometimes when there's that outside person talking to you, you can see things that otherwise you might not be able to see. So it's really helping to discover like, okay, what, what do I want? Where do I want to go? And what belief system do I currently have? Or what self-image do I currently have that might not be aligned with that big goal and that big dream that I want? And that's where that you get to build new habits. You get to take new directions, try out new methods. Then all that fun stuff comes into play. But we do need that awareness of, okay, what self-image do I really have right now? Am I sabotaging myself? because of how I'm currently thinking and how can I surround myself with people to help me think bigger than I am. And that's really that first being section. And we spend so much time on that. And it's not so much that it's like a checklist of like this, this, and this it's, it's over time. And that part is kind of every single day. Like yeah. you're always focusing on who you want to be and what that looks like and what your identity means and what it stands for. Yeah. I think it's really important that you brought up the the model of coaching that you're that you're offering because I, I do a similar thing in my practice as well where I am really it's really important to me that people get into a membership with me uh, or a subscription with me because the work that we're doing <laughs> truthfully a lot of people have done it before. A lot of people have said to me, oh, I, I did that before. What happened? Why are you in the same situation you used to be in? Right? Because there is no follow-up. Because there is none of that yeah. continuous knowing the next step. You know, there are a lot of platitudes in the world around this exact kind of how do we shift mindset work that we're doing mm -hmm. that um, – it gives you half the information and then you're stuck there. And then you're like, I don't know what to do next or how to get there or, or the rest of my world isn't on board with this. So yes. having a community that can get you can get who you really are, who your next person is, is really, really essential. Um, tell me a little bit about that. I think that saying came up when you were talking there. What is it? It's the teacher appears when the student's ready, something like that. And I think it's so true. Like a lot of this stuff, it's probably not the first time someone's heard it, but it's when are you ready to apply it? And that's such a big component. And if you're not surrounded by people like, oh gosh, I could talk about community till the cows come home because it makes 
the biggest difference. Like we've all heard that saying too, like you're the, the sum of the five closest people around you. And it's very vital. Like if you're surrounded by people that are extremely negative all the time, that are very like accustomed to watching and absorbing the news or just focused on certain things when you're trying to grow and transform into somebody else, it's going to almost be a weight. So it's really learning, okay, if I don't have this in my immediate space, how can I develop that core circle in my life so that I'm getting the mentorship or the coaching or whatever that looks like for whoever's listening right now, just to help me think bigger and think outside of that current space. Yeah, really important that you're saying this. It's 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 so on target for uh, you know in my experience. Um, I think everybody has had the experience of getting a brilliant idea, developing it by themselves a little bit, and going into their family or friends. Usually, it's the family member, right? And and just a little too early. Just before it's really solidified in them where they have the knowing and they have the backing in their own selves saying it out loud and suddenly it's a dead, it's a dead duck. It's forget it. It's over. Somebody said something that triggered an old belief system in you that is, if you activate it, it's really well built out. You know, there's a lot of roads in that town, right? And that can be painful, especially when you're excited and it's new and you're vulnerable to people's opinions still. And you're asking someone that you have a like probably a longer term relationship with, right? So it's the biggest thing I ever learned about that was being super clear with I can have people close to me in my life, but I can have them in different circles. So maybe they're not in my core group that I'm going to for business ideas and mindset mentorship. I know that I can't go for that. So okay, I'm gonna keep you in this spot that you're still close to me and I value your friendship or you know, with a family member, the relationship, but it's you learn where to protect certain parts because you have to. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and that gets into a whole other set of belief systems that some people have where there's, uh, you know, boundaries are a real issue. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I think that that sense of community, that building a community, mm-hmm. having a membership in your life of some sort is really, really important in order to do that. You have this idea of who you want to become. You've answered some of those questions in that first section of yours, the B section, right? But how how are you going to get there? The, your best thinking got you where you are right now, right? So that kind of reaching out and, and finding a place to steep. I think it's Bruce Lipton that talked about, I don't know if you know his work, but he talks about, he's a cellular biologist. And okay. he talks about how the cell will become a different cell, right? A stem cell, depending on the medium that it's in, will become a different cell depending on its surroundings, right? Mm-hmm. And so that really amplifies very easily into our day-to-day life to whether those dreams can come true or not, depending on our surroundings and the way that we manage them. I've heard that too about sharks. A shark will grow as big as the tank. Have you heard mm-hmm. that? No, I heard, swear I heard one. that somewhere. That's so we'll good. have to check that, check that to make sure that that's true. But I've heard that as well. And it's very true. You're, you know, it's, you're some of your surroundings. So it's being very intentional with how you personally spend your time and then what you're absorbing from the people around you. And what mm-hmm. you also said, I did want to touch on is boundaries. I think that's a big deal and learning how to set them and when to set them and that it's not a bad thing to set them can really change your life and how you're absorbing people around you as well. 
Mm. I find that often people uh, get into black and white thinking with it where they feel mm -hmm. like I either have to be as close as I am to you right now where I give over every ounce of everything of myself to you or we, I have to never speak to you again. Um, and there's, there's so many relationship nuances that you could get into, right? Yeah. That you, there's so many other choices than that. Um, but again, not having a, a good support system, it's really hard to know what they are because that dynamic is already going bing, 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 bing. It's already been developed. Your brain has already made those, those pathways. Yeah. It's really learning to that. Like everyone has their own experience of life and their own perspective and just getting to a point where it's like someone else can have a different viewpoint and it, it's okay. Like it's all good. And just really learning to accept, like, I know how I'm going to show up and I can control myself in situations and we can't control other people. So how can we still be our best every single day, regardless of the outside world and what's going on around us? So let's talk a little bit about, um, not the not how, but but uh, what parts of us need to shift in order to tap into that space where we get to move into the next phase of the be do have model. The being is that mindset and belief component, and then doing. So based on this person that has this self image, and I can throw out the easy ones. You know, they're making this amount of income that most people want. Um, they're successful, but it's also like they're confident and they're happy and they have time just as much in their business as in their personal life. So a huge thing for us is learning, you know, not equal balance per se, because that's never a hundred percent, but also still having a life. Like life isn't just your business. It's also what do you, what was the reason you started it? Who else were you impacting? So these like other positive metrics to add to that. And then really depending on, you know, what program or membership they're joining with us, there's different methods to help them build habits that support that lifestyle that they want and that business. So some people it's the accountability, some it's really learning how to improve their communication with clients. There's so many different avenues and that's going to be unique for every person too, for what you need support on next based on where you want to go in your business and what that looks like. But that's really where those kind of systems and habits components come into play. And then it's okay, what's that goal? How am I tracking to it? And when can I set the next one, basically? Yeah, that's great that you're talking about this because um, I find that sometimes there there's a, a subset of people. I'm a spiritual health coach, right? So mm -hmm. there's, a, there's, a, there's a bunch of people in the world who feel like the word spiritual means we're not going to take action. <laughs> Interesting. Right? Okay. So, right, it means it's the part of the spirit, and okay, we're going to change. And yes, we'll talk about emotions, but but it, they're either they want to take action so quickly that you can't, you're not somebody different yet, and you haven't found a way to find out that there are different choices available to you than you can even see in this moment, or they get into a mode of like let's let's meditate forever and never take any action, right? And there's this space where we want to live in the world. We want to have businesses and make money and have children and have laughter and go on vacations. And we want to live in the world, right? So I love that you're, you're making that next step so simple. And I think what you said there is important too. Like it, sometimes I find it's even a masculine and feminine difference, but like I really resonate with versus goals, sometimes I look at it as my intentions. 
So, and also taking, okay, what aligned actions can I take towards that intention? So if, if anyone listening is like, well, goals make me feel like I'm pushed. It doesn't resonate so well. Like that's a really simple kind of reframe that I focused on that just makes it more creative to work towards. All of a sudden it's like, what if my life looked like this? What if my business looked like this? You know, what if I took these actions to help me build a routine to get there? And you're just playing with it. Like it's all part of a, you know, life's a game. You enjoy the process. That's the biggest thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And if you really get that solidly, that first portion of it, then you can have fun and do all of this. You know, and you don't you don't end up in that cycle of like, well, I have to do these 10 things today and I did them yesterday and I I don't know if I'm going to get them all done today, you know, and uh, but I'm going to be happy. Dang it. <laughs> I'm going to reach my goal of more money, more time, more freedom, whatever it is. That's such a big deal too, what you said there. It's like something I found that I got stuck in was, like you said at the beginning, was almost the list. You write the list of the things, like I have to do this every single day. And then I transitioned it one day to like, I'm not, this feels too much. And by me just saying in my head, okay, this is now my ritual, not my routine. So it was still a routine of things I did, but I made it into a ritual. Like this is something I enjoy for myself so that I'm starting my day with less anxiety. And just as much productivity and focus. And now it's no problem. Like now it's like my sacred space every single morning that I get to show up with. But what you said was really vital there. It's like, how can you enjoy the things and the actions that you're, you want to take? It's not something we have to do. How can we look at it like I get to do this? And ritual versus routine. Ritual has the, the concept of intention in it right so we when we make a ritual it is a ritual in which we are going to celebrate something right we are asking for a blessing if we're in a religious context or we're you know making a ritual of our sunday afternoon or whatever that is right but it becomes a a mechanism of intent as opposed to a routine so let's talk about we, we're going to change our mindset belief system. We've got the B. Now we've got to do. We know that we're going to take some actions. We figure that out depending on, you know, how we figure that out. And then what is the next piece of that puzzle? So once you're getting that momentum and you're living in those, those new habits, those new routines or rituals, whichever you resonate with, but you're showing up as these things, what tends to happen is people hit their goals that much faster. That's the biggest shift we've seen from someone just focusing on tasks versus focusing on mindset number one, and then habits number two, and systems number two, but really encompassing your mindset every single part of the journey, and then they get their goals that much faster. So we're seeing we've had clients double their income, triple their income, you know, get new properties, build out their teams, have time with their family. And it's, it just happens that much faster. So just it's three simple steps. And once that third step's achieved, it's okay. What's the next milestone that we want to aim towards? And you just enjoy the journey. And that's where you get that accountability and to really that coach mentality is to help you get outside your comfort zone and to think bigger than you are. I love that it starts over again, right? That's, that's life, right? That's life. That's <laughs> life. That's life. And if we have one 
goal or intention and we are able to go through the whole process and then we get to the next one then we're we're moving in a direction of building a life that we really really love and that's really important that's that is the purpose here I think you know uh-huh and I think what you just said there too is that's also not really something we're taught when you think about it it's where you go to school, you graduate, you know, maybe you go to college, you graduate, and then you get a job. And that's it. We're taught to go to, to learn up until a certain point. So what we've seen is a lot of times when people are self employed, and of course, there's ambitious professionals in business as well. But there's this craving almost for more. And it's like, okay, how can I get to that next point? And it's learning and it's getting that external guidance along the way. However, for a lot of people, that does end quite early. So it's really transitioning, like how we look at learning and education and mentorship and how it's really an investment in ourselves. And it's so easy to spend on all these other things, but is that really benefiting you in the long run? That's right. That's right. Uh, you're reminding me of a story that one of my siblings tells about uh, how she was trying to reach for something more and she was about 35 years old and and she was like, she said to my father, why is this so hard? And he said, look, you know, <laughs> by the time people are 35, they don't do that anymore. They just stop mm. trying. They have a job. It pays the bills. They have some kids or they're planning their kids and they can pay for their kids and they've got everything they need and they kind of live in that bubble. So if you're going to live outside that bubble and you're going to continue to reinvent yourself, to be present all the time, to really live a life that is worth living, right? That is streaming wonderfulness all the time. Uh, even though there's roller coasters, right? Even though there's, there's, it's up and down, don't get me wrong. Um, that, uh, that it's a little uncomfortable. And those were in the days when we didn't have coaches. <laughs> so, so now you have a way to do that, that makes it so much easier. And that's, I really resonate with that story. I went through that at 27, I think. I think that was the time frame. But I was in a field and just hating it and not, and everyone else around me seemed to hate the field too, but no one was leaving it or doing anything. And it was a lot of, like, I really went through what you just shared with that story myself in that field. And being stuck in like this anxiety and just like, what else? There's got to be more than this. It doesn't seem like this is where I want to be. And I didn't know how to start that process. And like I, so we both do business as well as life coaching. And I'm right now specializing in the life side because that's the biggest thing that helped me was finding mentors to help learn how to get out of that space that I was in and really developing, okay, clarity. Like that's such a simple thing. But that question, like, what do you want in your life? What do you want in your career? Like, what do you want in your relationship? That question can be really scary. And almost, I found personally at the beginning of this development space, it almost stopped me in my tracks because I didn't know how to answer it. Yeah. And it can feel quite large when you're not used to yeah. answering it, right? So you reach for something that's like, well, I want to be, you know, somebody in a magazine. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Let's just start with where you are. What do you want? You're, you're married? Okay, good. Let's talk about that. You know, that, um, that making those, those shifts, if, we, if they become our habit to mm -hmm. continuously um, 
Uh, I wanted to say continuously, but I want to say uh, every once in a while, actually, reevaluating and reaching for something more. And the reason I want to shift that is that there are some people who don't reach for that at all. And they could use a little little bit of, let's see, let's do some internal evaluation, right? But there are some people who get in the habit of evaluating themselves so much that they're stuck in the self-evaluation stage. So every day they're evaluating themselves against yesterday or last week. And you can't get anywhere that way because you're not having any fun. You're not tapped in to that spark of yourself, that really coursing life through you, right? You're, instead, you're in a reflective mode. So that it, to remember that there are time periods for each mm -hmm. part of the process is really important, I think. That's huge. I spoke to someone on a on podcast recently and they were actually saying, which I found so interesting, but we have been brought up as well, right? Like during school, your twenties are really this, you're supposed to figure out your next stage of your life. They're supposed to be so transformative. However, like it was st statistically proven that that doesn't actually happen until your thirties, just the point of life now. And maybe that it has changed over time. Maybe it wasn't like that before, but now, especially it's, you know, you just look at the market and in order to be making these huge shifts, it does really start in your thirties. So it's, why do we have to have all these answers figured out so early in life when there's still time, mm. like, regardless mm -hmm. of what age you're at, there is still time. And mm. it's just like, start, how can you start living every single day to the fullest and just enjoying the journey where you mm. are right now presently? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you're making that even, even the concept of, do I have it figured out? right? Do I have the next step figured out? Do I have the next dream figured out? Yes, those are important parts. But do I have it figured out? What does that mean? Does it mean I'm going to make this much money and drive this car and have this many kids and have this wife or husband or whatever it is, right? If you have a picture of what your life is going to look like, then there's almost certain disappointment in your future, right? Because life isn't like that. And in fact, your goals aren't really like that. Like half of the things we convince ourselves we want, we don't actually want them, right? We just want something that feels good. And that guy looks like he's having a good time and he's <laughs> got that really cool car, you know? And so really being willing to, to say, it's okay for me to be in my twenties, to be in my thirties, to be in my forties and to still be evaluating that and making choices in, in response to that to those goal, those shifting goals. And it's that fluid piece in that. Like just, you know, we, as much as it's, yes, what does my life want to look like? What do, does this vision board per se, how, how do I want that to come to life? It's also what's important to me about each of those goals and who do I want to be when I have something like that? And that's why that being piece is so vital to the process, because if not, you're just checking off things that you want to get, but what, like what behind them is important to you. And what will that fulfill? And really self-exploring a little bit with those questions and just getting excited about it. Because if not, it's just, okay, I got this car and I want this car and I want this house. Like, what about that's important? You know, who's around you? Who is this impacting aside from you? And then that's when like legacy comes into play. And that's something that like Jamie, my business partner, talks quite a bit about just because of the stage of life he's at. So it really does, it, different things happen at different stages and it's just, how can I be fluid in this process? You said something that 
reminded me of, you know, how can we be open? So, so there's, here's this process. I'm going to evaluate how I think about the world. I'm going to do some mindset work. I'm going to do some emotional work and it's going to translate into physical manifestation work, do something. And then it's going to become a, an outcome. And then when we talk about starting that process over again, actually, maybe it's even before that, uh, in the doing stage where there really needs to be an openness as to what is manifesting. What, what does it become? Is it the thing that I wrote down or is it something even better? that is becoming and am I willing to be patient and to continue to do those rituals that or uh, routines and believe in the new belief systems and continue to be who I need to be to reach for that thing that may not actually be the thing I said I wanted. And it's really trusting the process with that. It's trusting the process on the hard days. It's so easy on the easy days. And that's when everyone wants to talk about it, but it's who are you still showing up as on the hard days? You know, when something didn't go well with a client, with someone in the family, when something happened that just life happens, like there is hard moments in life and hard chapters and hard seasons, but how are we still showing up regardless? And what you said there as well, if, if we get so obsessed with how things are supposed to look, and lose that openness, you're really blocking the possibility of manifesting it anyways. Because it could be happening, it could just be coming from a different avenue, but by not being open, now I've just shut a, a door that I didn't know of. So it's really just taking these small aligned actions every single day and staying open to the outcome of what exactly that looks like. Because sometimes it happens in ways that we don't expect. I'm thinking about uh, what you're talking about in terms of uh, people walking out of, you know, difficulty, trauma mm -hmm. and, and loss and things like that. Some of the people that I've been talking to for a while, right, mm -hmm. we're sort of in this transition in this podcast from from that space to a place that is, I think, important to dwell in that joy piece, right, that 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 we spend the most the prime, the majority of our time in that spark of joy uh, portion of it. But those steps that you're talking about, they are the same steps, whether you're doing that on an emotional arc or you're doing it in a physical, I want to be able to increase my income or, you know, meet the right girl or whatever it is that your goals are. Um, that when you are, when life is taking you down to your knees, that 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 same process, right, is that if you are broken, then you're not going to put yourself back the same way you were. So there's a certain willingness you have to um, have in order to just let go of the person that you used to be and to understand that that person isn't prepared for all the amazing things that are about to happen if you let them. Uh, but if you keep trying to put yourself back together the same way that you were, then there's just a whole bunch of missing pieces. Uh, and so anyway, I, I really relate to your process that you're talking about in terms of, of an emotional arc as well as a physical arc. And you really went through that. Like you went through, you know, like it's something that changes your life. And I think what you said is so beautiful there that you had to learn to put yourself together in a different way and be open to what that looked like to get through this 
extremely challenging thing that you went through and painful thing that you went through. And it's, you had a huge willingness though, to grow through that process. That is the thing that I find that you cannot, it's very, very hard to get from uh, bad things happening. And if you stick around long enough, bad things happen, right? Wow. Things don't work out the way we thought, or they do for a while and then they don't, you know, whatever that looks like. Um, if you're here on planet earth, you're going to go through some roller coasters and to be at the bottom of that roller coaster and go, it's going to be okay because mm -hmm. I am going to be the person who has the joy, the wonder, the childlike awe, the playfulness. I am going to be that person inside myself until I am that person outside myself. Um, and a lot of times people get tired of that cycle. Even when they reach for something as big as that, uh, they, get, they get tired of like, uh, yeah, yeah, I did that for a while, but then I felt bad again. And I'm like, well, what did you think was going to happen? This is a cycle. We're in the world, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a good point. And I, and I love that about the be, do, have thing that you're, you know, that method that is so important is that it is cyclical, right? That we just yeah. keep doing this, but we go in a direction. And we do call it, the, it's our be, do, have method, but the, our business name is be, do, have movement. And it is because once it's finished, you're going back through. Cause that's like you said, like it's life, things are going to happen. It's going to be curveballs all over the place. So it is constantly navigating and growing through that into whoever it is that you want to become. That's right. I and love that movement. It adds in the component of time, right? Movement can't happen unless you're in time. Right. Otherwise, it's just a photograph. So you have to be in the movie of your life. Right. It's got to happen over time. I love that. Yeah. And it's really just having the courage to, like you said, be the main character of your own movie. Like stop playing someone else's life because at the end of the day, we only have hours to live. So how can we take courageous action that's empowering and moving us into who we want to be? That's right. Well, it has just been a tremendous pleasure to get to speak to you and to be in your presence today. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with you? So social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at Be Do Have Movement. And we have a self-discovery quiz that's really helpful if anyone's starting this journey and they know maybe where they want to go. But an important aspect to that is understanding where you are now. So it dives into all of your strengths. And it's a free self-discovery quiz on our site, bedohavemovement.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate you.